Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Alrighty, everybody, welcome back to the show. We are excited to jump in to today's episode with you. It's going to be a good one. You guys know we are so excited. I don't know what the title of this episode is going to be. Obviously, you do. You are more informed than I am, and I'm the one actually like producing this. (laughs) But anyways, you guys understand. We are getting into a lot of the different things that we've gotten into before, but we saw this one quote on Instagram by, I believe his name is Kyle Sefik. I hope I'm saying that right. Forgive me if I'm not. He was running for governor in Maryland, I believe, a few months ago, and he has put out some different things. They're homeschooling their kids, Mm -hmm. and he's put out some different quotes that I've really liked, and so we're going to read one of his quotes today that just got us thinking about a little more of the education system and all that good stuff. Now, some of you are like, guys, you just talked about this a couple weeks ago. I know. There's so much here Mm -hmm. in the education system yeah, and that topic as a whole that we could get into. We could literally spend the next year going through just the education system Mm -hmm. and the different things that are going on. I'm sure you guys have been seeing some of the videos that have been released about school board meetings and the books that are being put in libraries for like little children to read Mm -hmm. during school and stuff. It's just absolutely insane to me what we have going on in the education system. And as you guys know, we've been homeschooled our entire lives. And so it's just something that we're passionate about because we've seen both sides. We mm-hmm. have friends that are in public school. We support them. They're doing great as far as their education goes. They are learning. They're doing stuff like that. But we want to just, I guess, present maybe a little bit of a different perspective today because things have changed rapidly mm-hmm. over the last couple of years. Yeah. And it's time that Christians start paying attention because I think we all are kind of still in the mindset that, you know, we'll get back to when we could actually read the Bible in schools and the Ten Commandments were posted and mm-hmm. like all these different things, you know, we'll get back to that at some point. Yeah. We're so far gone in the education system that I don't think we'll ever return to that in public schools, how they're functioning today. Mm -hmm. I don't think that will ever return. So what are we going to do as Christians? What are we going to say to this? And what are we going to do for our own children, for future generations? Because this conversation is for everyone. Whether you have kids right now or you're like us, you're single as a Pringle (laughs) and you have no kids, you know, it's, it's time that as young people... Maddie and I are so passionate about this, encouraging them to think about what are you going to do now? Okay, let's not get to the point where you have kids, your oldest kid turns five and you're like, oh man, what am I going to do? You know, Mm -hmm. what what are we going to do here? So anyways, that was a very long introduction. She basically just like gave you (laughs) an overview of the entire episode and now it's time for a brief intermission. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Maddie, catch us up on any updates, announcements, things like that, and then we'll get started. All right. So I wanted to let y'all know that our Instagram has been blowing up lately. It's been popping, guys. We're not sure what in the world is going on, but y'all have been loving the reels that we've Mm -hmm. been posting recently. We posted a reel a few weeks ago, and I mean, just immediately, it started blowing up up and then we posted a reel just a few days ago and it has been kind of the same story not Mm -hmm. quite as much magnitude but 
it has been going crazy. So y'all have really been loving the reels that we are putting out. If you don't follow us on Instagram already, I encourage you to go do so because we are trying to make that a very special place on Instagram Mm -hmm. where it's full of positivity but conviction, not like shallow, uh, fluffy positivity where, oh, you're always doing great and you don't need to change anything. We're doing positivity and conviction and we're trying to make it a place where it's just glorifying the Lord and where we can all have our feed filled with the things of the Lord that Mm -hmm. are not fluffy, are not any kind of like horrible doctrine that we totally Mm -hmm. should not be believing in. We're trying to make it a space where it's just radical Christianity on an everyday basis. And it's just kind of a platform where we have some fun. We let you guys see into Mm -hmm. our lives a little bit and um, just let you see what we're getting up to and everything. So if you're not following us on Instagram, it's the few.blog like most of our platforms are. And you can find it in the description of this episode or you can just go to Instagram and look us up. Absolutely. All right. Let's start with this quote by Kyle. We'll just say that. How about that? (laughs) He says, after two years of homeschooling our children, we have talked to and hung out with thousands of other homeschool parents and children. None of them claim to be trans, gay, or use pronouns. Literally zero. Maddie, initial thoughts. Well, I think that's definitely true because we have been in the same boat. We may not have met thousands yeah. of homeschoolers, <laughs> but definitely have never met a person who has been homeschooled and has claimed to be gay or mm. trans or anything. And I think that a lot of us like to ignore that fact because if we wish to change our society in such a way that people are not always ending up gay or trans or, you know, whatever. It's going to take a lot of hard work and that means probably schooling your children on your own. And so many people want to ignore that fact because it's difficult. It's going to take time. It's going to be really hard, especially if your kids have already been in public school. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people who are like, well, I would homeschool, but they've already got like friends and Mm -hmm. they know their teachers and they're already just so connected and they want to be able to play sports and they want to be able to do this and do that. And I just think that those are some very shallow reasons for why you couldn't homeschool your kid, especially when public school in all likelihood is going to ruin their lives and your life. I mean, it has always just kind of boggled my mind because Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of like, Why would you risk your child being like permanently damaged psychologically from all of that? Probably physically also. I mean, if they're falling into all of this transgender and gay stuff, like who knows if they're going to want to be on hormone medications, if they're going to want to do transitional surgeries and Mm -hmm. stuff. I mean, this is stuff that is irreversible and stuff that causes so much depression and anxiety and so many problems beyond just wanting to, you know, be in a relationship with someone of the same gender or wanting to be a different gender. I mean, there are so many other psychological issues that this presents and that is simply because we're functioning outside of God's design and we don't want to say, okay, no, that is absolutely not what you are going to do. And now, parents actually have to be extremely fearful of the government if they Mm. want to say that uh, in fear of either having their children taken away from them or being sent to prison themselves Mm -hmm. or being fined heavily or being completely humiliated and exercised from their community, from their school. And I think we do just need to get over that fear, though, and just say it's not happening. Mm. We're not allowing this. Yeah, that's good. I had one point. Sorry, I'm kind of interrupting you here. But 
I just am so shocked by the amount of parents who don't realize the lack of respect that teachers, some teachers, I'm not saying all of them, have for parents Mm -hmm. and their authority for their children. Like, if they're willing to turn you into the government or to take your kid to go get an abortion or to transitional surgery or hormone blockers or whatever, you know, like how are they handing out hormone blockers and all these different things, Mm -hmm. but they have to ask you if they can give your kid ibuprofen. These different things that are just, like you said, mind-boggling that it's like, okay, parents, what are you thinking? There is a disconnect here. What in the world? And so I just, I don't know. It's it's crazy to me. They're not offended by that. Mm-hmm. And that is scary to me because it's like, when did they become so weak yeah. in their authority and their passion for their kids, for their kids' protection? And you're the only one that can do that best. Like we, we've kind of handed over our authority, especially yeah. as Christians in the church, and just said, hey, yeah, you can do whatever the heck you want with them. Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. You know, no, these are the next generations. These are the people that are going to be our next state representatives that are going to be our next presidents, vice presidents, congressmen and women. You have to understand they're the next teachers. They're the next, most importantly, moms and dads. Mm -hmm. And I just think that we got to get over this, oh, we're just going to hand them over and like they know what's best for my kid. No, they don't. You know what's best for your kid. Mm -hmm. The parent always knows best. And we've just kind of taken a hands-off approach because everybody tells us, well, they're a professional. They went to school. They got a degree for this. I don't care if they got a degree for this. Like, you are the mom. You are the dad. Take responsibility and raise your kids to have a biblical worldview. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we wanted to get into in this episode is why. Why have we never met a homeschool family, child, parent, whatever, that has said that they are gay or lesbian or transgender or whatever you want to say. Why is that? What is the reason behind that? One of the things that Maddie and I were talking about before we started recording was the fact that these parents understand the authority that God has given them with their children. Mm -hmm. They understand that and they're taking it seriously. It doesn't mean that nobody else can have an impact on their kids. It doesn't mean that nobody else can teach them or help, Mm -hmm. you know, out in different ways. It doesn't mean that at all. And I think that that's what maybe a lot of people think in our world today is that, oh, well, you know, they're going to be socially awkward and they're not going to be able to do all this stuff. That's what we hear all the time. Like, (laughs) seriously, guys, if you're if you're homeschooled, you understand the struggle. When you go out in public, it's like, can you talk to me? Absolutely. I can talk to you. Like what? I don't know why everybody acts like that. But anyways. Back to the original point. Yeah. That's just a um, side note, <laughs> side uh, thorn in the side here. <laughs> Quite literally. Anyway, so they understand the authority God has given them. They're taking responsibility for their children. Mm-hmm. The other part of that is they understand that they're raising their children with a biblical worldview and that that can only be done in a very... What's the word I'm looking for here? Intentional environment. Intentional environment. That's that's literally perfect. Because the parent is relaying what God is saying in scripture. That's it. Mm-hmm. You're monitoring the books that they're reading, that they have biblical principles, that they are promoting what is true, good, and beautiful in the hearts of their children. All of those different things. You have authority. You have responsibility for what they are watching on TV. Mm -hmm. You can decide whether they're going to be raised on an iPad or not. You can determine these things because guess what? You're the parent. You have authority. And that's the way that God has always intended it to be. And so I just think that this is the reason why we don't see people who are homeschooled. Now, I'm not saying everybody, but 
from personal experience is what we're talking about today. Well, I mean, we you look never... at the statistics and it's just oh, dramatically yeah. different right. from public school. So yes. even if there are a very small amount of people who would consider themselves gay or trans or whatever yeah. who have been homeschooled. Right. I mean, when you compare that to the public school system, it is drastically different. I would say it's probably below 10%. Yeah. And yet in public school, you look at it and it's probably above 80. Right. We should definitely pull up those stats at some point. Maybe not today because we're just Mm kind of getting into the beginning stuff here. But it is crazy that we've never met. Like I'm 19 years old. Maddie's 17 years old. And our whole time of homeschooling and the different groups that we've been a part of and parents and kids that we've met, friends that we've had, nobody has identified as Mm -hmm. anything other than what a normal person should be and what their gender actually is. And so I just think that this is an important truth to realize and one that honestly, before I read his quote, I hadn't really thought about that very much Mm -mm. because it's it's normal. Like you're not you're not shocked when everybody is the gender that they were born with Mm -hmm. and that they don't think that gender and sex are a social construct or whatever we're saying now. Nobody talks like that. Nobody says that or brings that up. There are litter boxes in the restrooms. And guess what? Everybody's fine. We're all good. Everybody's fine. Yep. (laughs) And so I just want us to realize this because I don't know it. It was kind of like, whoa, that just kind of hit me Mm -hmm. uh, when I read his quote. I've never met anybody like that who's been homeschooled, who's been raised with a biblical worldview because truth is truth and God determines truth. And so when you're learning what he says in his word and you're understanding that stuff, it makes such a huge difference when it comes to all of the things that we're seeing in our world today and all of the trends. And that's kind of another thing we were talking about is the fact that when you're homeschooled at home, when you're with your parents, you see what marriage is supposed to look like, as we were mm-hmm. talking about in the past couple of episodes. You see what a good home environment is like. You experience peace and joy and love in Christ. You're going to church with your family. You're serving with your family. You're meeting other people. You're learning how government works and what makes good policies and good mm-hmm. laws. And all of these different things are so influential in our country and in the church as a whole. So that's how we're being raised. But then when you look at a lot of public school students, they have cat litters boxes for the little kitties who Mm -hmm. identify as cats every day. You know, like they have that in their restrooms and they're just supposed to think that that's normal. And they're expected to call that person a cat. They're expected to whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Just adapt to the culture around them. Well, that's precisely what Christ has said that we are not to do. And as parents, it's quite scary to me to see that some parents are doing that willingly. Mm -hmm. They're sending their kids into that environment where they're expected to think that sin is okay and sin is normal and sin is great and and it should be celebrated. Yeah. Well, okay, here's what I want to discuss, you know, fallacy number one that everyone who wants to defend public school is going to come at us with. Well, I'm sending my kids into the public school system to be the salt and light. Okay. I'm so sick of that excuse (laughs) because, first of all, no, you're not. It's just a fact of life. You're not because you haven't poured any time and effort into, like, does your kid even know the verse about being salt and light? Do they genuinely? Because at school, they're not devoting any kind of time to Bible study or anything. Mm, They are not. I mean, that is part of our curriculum. Right. Like I read the entire Bible in two years as part of my curriculum. Mm -hmm. And yet that's supposed to be so alien and apparently horrible. Apparently that's supposed to make me socially inept and supposed to make me a complete failure in the eyes of society. Mm -hmm. Someone who's never going to be able to function in the real world. Oh, yeah, that's really horrible, isn't it? So like 
I am so sick of people saying that, well, they're being the salt and light in, you know, this environment. No, they're not because it requires a lot of dedication Mm -hmm. and a lot of teaching to show someone what being salt and light looks like. And when you only have like four, five hours with your kid a day and most of that is them looking at an iPad screen and watching YouTube kids and watching Netflix and all these shows that they shouldn't be, you're not teaching them how to be salt and light. Yeah. If anything, they're actually spending more time in the public school system than just the average, you know, six, seven hours of sitting in a classroom. Mm. Because who who organizes the sports and all the extracurriculars right. now? It's no longer churches or charities or, you know, just special organizations devoted to giving kids a an outlet for exercise and, you know, the ability to meet new people, make new friends, you know. No, everything is c- controlled by the public school system. And if you think that's not intentional, then there's like you seriously need to evaluate these kinds of things. And that's ultimately the government. Mm-hmm. Like so many people, they draw the line between public school and the government. Like, okay, yeah. well, the government's no. not fully <laughs> influencing my public school here or whatever. Yes, they are. They are fully influencing. And the school as a whole is embracing whether you think they are or not. They are embracing what the government is telling them to do because mm-hmm. that's how they get their money. That's how they get their everything, mm-hmm. anything they want. That's how they get it. Yeah. So it's not a good argument because your kids have no idea how to be the salt and light. If anything, they know how to be the darkness Mm. and how to just participate in it or, you know, they're not even ignoring it anymore because, I mean, you look at these statistics and most of them are ending up gay and trans and are using these special pronouns and people either expect them to stand up against it because they're just apparently supposed to know it's wrong even though they're being indoctrinated with it every Mm -hmm. single day or they're just supposed to ignore it. They're not going to call the kid a kitty. They're just going to ignore them and they're just going to stay away from it. That's impossible to do now Yeah, because it's everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I think Parents need to stop acting like they don't know what the problem is because they do. And they need to stop pretending to be ignorant and they need to stop acting like, well, my kid's going to be different. How are they expected to be different when they've never been taught how to be different? Mm -hmm. I mean, this is not something that comes naturally to us. Naturally, psychologically, people automatically gravitate towards the lowest level of behavior when they're in a group with other people. The lowest level of behavior is what everyone gravitates towards. That's why it seems so difficult. I mean, you just catch yourself like, okay, typically I wouldn't laugh at a joke like that. Mm. Like I wouldn't make a joke like that or I wouldn't be talking about this subject. But somehow that has just ended up being okay in this conversation. I mean, we do this as adults and as teenagers and I mean, everyone does it. It's a psychological thing. The only way that you can break that in someone is by teaching them that they have not been created to lower themselves. They've been created to bring everyone else up. And this is something that, I mean, we have been, like, it has been hammered into our minds our entire lives. And I'm grateful for things like that. I mean, because that sounds harsh and people are like, oh my goodness, so your parents are just like indoctrinating you with what you believe? That's horrible. Okay, well, what do you think the teachers are doing to your kids? Yeah. Because they're indoctrinating them with even worse stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think that my parents calling me to be a good example and to bring other people up to the level that they are genuinely supposed to be on is bad. Yeah. And yet people will say that it is while their kids are being taught by their public school teachers that they should be transgender, that they should be in relationships with people of the same gender, and they should go pee in a litter box. Mm-hmm. 
Like, there's just such a double standard here, and everyone wants to act like they don't know what the problem is when they do. Well, they just don't want to deal with the problem. Mm -hmm. So then we just try to, you know, oh, I don't see it. I don't know what it is, yeah. <laughs> you know, because I don't want to deal with it. So Vadi Bakum Jr. has a quote. He says, we cannot continue to send our children to Caesar for their education and be surprised when they come home as Romans. That's been a quote that's just kind of stuck in my mind ever mm -hmm. since I heard it a few years ago because it's so true. We we expect these kids to stand for what is right and to know what's right and to be able to distinguish between good and evil. But when they're not taught how to do that, when they don't have an example in their everyday lives to follow, then how are they going to do that? And everybody around them is showing them something different. Mm -hmm. And telling them that something else is normal and that evil is normal and it's so normalized in the culture that they're in day in and day out. Like, how do you expect them to be different? How do you expect mm -hmm. them to do anything different? And that's one of the things that I've absolutely, it's probably one of the things that I love most about homeschooling and being able to be with our family and how we were raised is the fact that we went on like trucking jobs with dad. We yeah. went to see patients with mom. We did the these things and we just live normal life with them if they were going to the grocery we were going to the grocery you know all these things so mm -hmm. we learn how to interact with cashiers we understand how money works we start to learn how plants operate and what plastic is and how things are hauled and you know all these different things you learn about different states and roads and all of these different things that are real world experience but within those things you get to watch mom and dad be the salt and light in mm -hmm. the world that we're living in yeah. today. And you get to understand, you know, dad would always talk with us about, oh yeah, did you see that? Like, that's not right. And here's why. And here's how we defend that. And let's talk about it. Like, mm -hmm. let's try to do apologetics in our everyday life. And so that's something that I've absolutely loved about homeschooling is the fact that we get to do that with mom and dad. We mm -hmm. get to do that with even other adults, other yeah. friends of ours, whatever, when we would go help them with something or serve at a food bank or whatever it is that we were doing, we were able to see, okay, here's how the real world operates here are what people believe mm -hmm. that was a huge thing as you talk with people as mom and dad were talking with people we would sit and listen and just kind of soak it in and then afterwards you always knew okay we're going to debate that you know even if it's right mm -hmm. we're just going to see why that's right or why that's wrong and kids aren't doing that today but they so desperately need that because that's how you build that foundation for a child mm -hmm. that's how you understand here's what's right here's what's wrong and that foundation is scripture that foundation is the truth of god that he has enabled all of us to have. He mm -hmm. wants us to be knowledgeable. He wants us to understand the truth. We can't expect someone else to do that for children today. They can't be trusted. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest here. Those people cannot be trusted. Look at the teachers. Look at so many of the teachers today. They're single 30-something-year-old women who are feminists who don't understand what it's like to... They don't want to be a mom. They don't want to be married. They don't want to you know, be a homemaker or do any kind of stuff like that. And they think it's wrong. And then they're the ones teaching your children. Not all of them, obviously. I just want to keep restating that, reiterating that because it, it's true that not all teachers mm -hmm. are like that. But that's what a majority of people that we're seeing today who are going into teaching, especially the younger people now who have been raised in public school and they are identifying as gay or lesbian or whatever. Those are the people who are going on to teach our kids. Mm hmm when they go into school. So that's just a scary, scary thought. And one that I'm not I'm not willing to 
just hand my kids over, like this quote was saying, to Caesar. I'm not willing to give my kids to the government or to these people who don't care about their souls and don't have a biblical worldview, first and foremost, and allow them to educate my child because the worldview that they have is what they're instilling in my child. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't work for me. I think it's always just funny how everyone acts like, I mean, that's the second fallacy that everyone comes forward with is if they're in public school, they're going to have social experiences. They're Mm going to learn how to talk to people. They're going to do this and do that. And if you're homeschooled, you're just going to be locked up in your house all day and you're not going to do anything. (laughs) You're going to be Cinderella. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that that's, it's so backwards because if anything, we have more social experience than most kids in public school do. Mm -hmm. And I think this is why our society is so messed up because their social experiences are with their 30-year-old gay lesbian teachers um, who don't want kids, who don't want to function in God's design for humanity. And our social experiences were with blue-collar American workers and Christians. Mm -hmm. And I mean, literally, like over the course of, you know, my 17 years, Lily's 19, we have gotten to see all kinds of different ways of life. Mm -hmm. And we've been exposed to so much. And like, you want to know how we spent our afternoons while we were trucking and everything? We listened to Rush Limbaugh. And then in the evenings, we listened to Mark Levin and we learned about government and we learned about America and we were instilled with good values. And then we talked about it. We were just exposed to so many different things. And I think that that kind of education is even more important than learning all of these useless skills that you're never going to use unless you're going to go on to be like an engineer or something. That's I mean, one of the main complaints of our friends yeah, is we, that they're learning stuff that they will never use in mm-hmm. the real world and it frustrates them. And I can see how it would be frustrating because yeah. you're spending your day with these people and learning about, you know, your, your, the person back here who wants to be a kitty cat mm-hmm. and like all these different things. And then we're spending the whole day working on worksheets. Like our friend, she's a senior this year and she's coloring worksheets this is what we expect she's coloring she's 18 years old. oh guys i was even she realized that that was completely ridiculous oh yeah and she was just like what in the world how is this supposed to help me learn anything Mm -hmm. i mean that is elementary level at most yeah yeah. i mean that's more like kindergarten Mm -hmm. and here she is her senior year of high school she's graduating in two months and she's still coloring and it's not like hey let's look at a great piece of art that let's sketch something or yeah yeah it's not that it's like literally someone printed a coloring paper and gave it to her to complete during class Mm -hmm. and i just want us to understand this is the whole point of this episode why is it that we look at homeschoolers specifically And we're not seeing the same trends Mm -hmm. going on among them as we do in the world, public school, education, all that stuff. Why is that? Because they have a biblical worldview. Because they have been taught what is wrong and what is right. And they have time to debate that in their minds. They have time to instill that in their hearts. Mm -hmm. And they're not just shoved out into the world be like, hey, go for it. Uh, Try to to figure all of this out without me as a parent. Children trust their parents. They trust that they want to teach them and that they want them to know what is right and what is wrong. And until, that they know that. Until the public school system tells them that they're not supposed exactly. to. Exactly. And that is what people need to wrap their minds around. The public school system is teaching your children to hate you mm. and to love them. And to hate America too. 
And well, I mean, the idea of a functional family, that's the American dream. Mm -hmm. It's not only like you can get a job and then you can soar through the ranks. You can become the CEO if you want. It's we have functional families. We're prosperous. We're happy. Because we're free to do so. Exactly. And now everyone, everyone wants to say in public school, the American dream is a myth. Mm-hmm. No joke. Because of you. Yeah. Because we are being taught that family is not important, freedom's not important, and the government is what we should serve. I mean, we sound more like communist China than communist China does. Yeah. And I mean, it's just crazy to me that parents want to ignore this and they want to act like they don't know what the problem is when they absolutely do. Mm-hmm. That's just what I keep coming back to as we think about this. It's like, how deep can our ignorance get? And yet we're not really ignorant. We just want to pretend to be. Yeah. And I think that's where we really are just mess up and that's what's messing our kids up. So I want to end with Proverbs 22 verse 6, super common verse, but I want to unpack it a little bit. It says, start children off on the way they should go and even when they are old, they will not turn from it. Mm -hmm. Super common verse used for, you know, in every parenting book and every Christian parenting book at least. The beginning of that verse is what I think we should really be Mm -hmm. paying attention. Start children off. Yep. Right now we're starting children off in daycare. Mm-hmm. Where they're watching Turning Red and they're watching Lightyear and they're watching all these Disney movies full of crap and they're watching just an iPad all day. They're being ignored by their babysitter because they've got 10 other kids to look at. So here, we're going to place you here, going to give you a screen and you're going to sit still and you're going to be quiet mm-hmm. until mommy comes back. Yeah. And then when mommy comes back, she's going to give you an iPad in the car so that you don't talk to her. And then when we get home, mommy's going to make dinner, maybe, unless we don't order something. And, you know, it's just this constant. I mean, we talked about screens in the lives of like teenagers and adults a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I bet the screen time for small children is even higher. And what's that doing yeah. to their psychological state? I mean, it's just crazy to me. And we're not getting into that today because we're already getting Another a little day, bit long. But that is the most important part of that verse. Mm-hmm. Start children off. And then and the end. then they won't turn from it. Right. Because now we're skipping that part. Mm-hmm. We're saying start children off in the way they should not go. And when they're old, we'll teach them what they should do. That's completely backwards. But by that time, guys, if you look at the statistics, we have a lot of these detailed statistics that you can find on our blog and other podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the statistics, kids around 12 years old-ish, some even middle school mm-hmm. age, they've totally checked out of church. Mm-hmm. So by the time they just see college as like their exit. And then they never return. Okay, well, how do we expect to have good functional churches that are standing on the word of God? How do we expect to keep the freedom that God has given us in America if this is we're not going to start our kids off in that? Mm -hmm. And then they're going to depart from it. And then we somehow expect that we're going to be able to keep all of the blessings that God has bestowed upon us, that we're just going to be able to keep that forever like that. No, mm-hmm. you have to keep it. You have to protect it and you have to guard it, but you have to know what you're guarding. You have to know the value in it before you can do any of that. And mm-hmm. because we're not starting kids off in the way that they should go, we can't expect to be able to keep good, solid biblical churches open for much longer, mm-hmm. let alone be able to keep the freedom that God has given America, the religious freedom that we have. They don't know what religious freedom is. They don't know yeah. why free speech matters. They don't understand any of this because. Their parents have not started them off in the way that they should go. Mm -hmm. All right, y'all. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Typically, y'all really like it when we talk about the education system and stuff. Really do. I mean, our our last one was literally (laughs) our most downloaded episode, like, ever. Yeah. Well, one of them. Yeah. 
So apparently y'all like it. If you do, let us know. You can email us any questions that you have, any thoughts that you would like to hear our opinions on and anything like that. Stuff that you're wondering about a little bit more. I know that a lot of like the older generation has no idea what's going on in the public school system and stuff right now because when they were in school, it was okay. Yeah. And now it's a completely different world. Yeah, I Honestly. bet there were no kitties when you were in school. Probably. Um, unless they were stray and then they were, you know, <laughs> an actual cat was turned yeah. out. Anyhow, so we're going to wrap this episode up in prayer. So please pray with us. Dear Lord, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for giving us the opportunity to just sit down and talk about some of the different things that we've been thinking about, some of the different things we've been noticing in our culture today. I pray that you would help each and every one of us to just be bold and to be perseverant when it comes to training our kids in the way that they should go and bringing them up in such a way that glorifies you, that teaches them what is right and what is wrong, and that teaches them to bring others up and to be a good example and to talk with people, have intelligent conversations, to ultimately love you and love their family and their country. And I pray that you would just give us, I know it's going to be difficult, especially because our world is so messed up right now, but I pray that you would just give us the strength and the courage and the perseverance to pull our kids out of these systems that are just ruining their minds and that we would bring them into an environment that is intentionally set up to glorify you and to teach them what is right. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Alrighty, guys, thank you so much for listening. Be sure to download this episode and we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 